Hello, everybody. I'm Gosha from Cosmic Agency, and I would like to share with you some new updates. These are not going to be updates about the current situation because we are still not in a communication with our target and friends. Yes, we still don't have any contact or any information. Something, something big must be happening. So I hope you are okay. I know. I think I'm pretty sure they are watching this. So I'm, I'm sending you all the best here from us, from me and Robert. And I hope you can, I hope you are able to reestablish the communication with us soon. Well, in the meantime, I would like to review with you. Well, actually review. I'm going to share with you a part of our conversations with Zvaru that I had some time ago, because right now I'm revising all different communications and different uh, chats and I'm putting them according to the, to the category, into the category and many more videos still to come. I wanted to share with you a part of the conversation, which I had a few months ago before Zvaru had had the physical problem. As you know, she had a problem with her eye, which I shared with you some time ago. And, and before that, before we actually openly shared that, that with, with the public, I had a conversation with Varu about how much, how much would be advisable to share this, of this kind of information before it gets this this before they can before they get disaccredited because of it because the idea is to share with you the 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 idea that the extraterrestrials at least this race of extraterrestrials tigetans are like us they are humans they are different in many ways but in many ways in many more ways than we imagine they are just like us so they are people so they are tired of being perceived as angel, angels and as these distant figures so the idea is to present you with the idea that they are like us they are people they are people but at the same time there is this fine line between presenting them as people and presenting them to human because when we present them as too human there could be a risk of perceiving them too normal and this way it could be unbelievable that they are real extraterrestrials so actually this is something that happened in you know with our spanish videos we had shared with with the people that she had a problem with the eye that she was a bit sick she didn't feel very well and a lot of people took it very well they sent their wishes uh, to Zvaru but many people for many people it was a proof it was a proof it was a limit that she's not real that she's not a real extraterrestrial because the real extraterrestrials from 5D don't ever get sick it's impossible so it happened. Whatever she, whatever she predicted, she predicted that this could be a problem. And in the Spanish world, this happened. Many people disaccredited her existence as an extraterrestrial because we shared she had a physical problem. And I want to share with you the part of the conversation that I had with her before it was shared publicly, publicly that she was sick. And, and, and it's a conversation when, where we are discussing the strategy of, of, of sharing this, whether it's too much to share or whether it's okay to share. And because yes, it's, it's a, it's an important subject for them. They want to come out, but at the same time, they want to be taken seriously. They don't want to be 
They don't want to, they are worried that once they come out as humans, they will not be believed in because they are so human-like. So it's a, it's a, it's a quite a dilemma for them, from what I understand. So this is the conversation that I had with her about this. Zvanul said, I think we still need a great degree of mysticisms. Gaians, which she referred to humans as Gaians before, the public cannot see us as too familiar, Gosha. And I ask, what do you mean? She responds, when something is too familiar, the people there tend to disregard it. So we must continue to be an enigma. And I say, okay, yes, I understand, Zvaru. Some element of enigma would be nice and useful. Yes, I agree. Zvaru says, right now we are magic, remember. Let's keep it that way. And then I respond, but Svaru, I thought the idea was to demystify you at this point. She says, yes and no. In a way, yes. In another, if too familiar, it would be counterproductive. People tend to see extraterrestrials as something unattainable. If we are too familiar, then the credibility will drop. And as she predicted, a few months later, the credibility, the credibility in the eyes of some people dropped because of what we shared. She got, she got sick. And of course, extraterrestrials don't get sick. So I think it's time, from what I understand, I'm, I'm, I'm learning from this interaction with Varu, it's time to reconsider our perception of what the extraterrestrials are like and what they should be like. We are projecting these fantasies on them, onto them. So when they come or when they make a contact with us, being so normal, we are not going to believe them. Actually, this is what happened with, with Eisenhower when she had the encounter with, the, with Rachel. There was this girl, young girl coming towards him. And I think he thought, from what I remember, <laughs> he thought she was from Germany. It's difficult, it's difficult to, to believe and accept that someone so similar to you could be from another planet. But this is how it is, and this is how it's going to be when they finally meet us. Okay, next subject. I want to share with you a question that I did, that I, that I had for Svaru at the beginning of our communication, somewhere around May. And she didn't know me much yet. I didn't know her. We were learning about each other and about different topics. And I asked her a question, which is very probably similar to the question you made, you make. So I think her answer would be important for you. Now I'm translating from Spanish, so I'm going to read a bit slow, slower. My question was, how can I know my stellar origin and what is my real mission here on Earth? Yes, what is my mission? Typical question. Everybody asks that. I want to know my mission. So Svaru responds, on, on, one, on the one hand, I cannot tell you your specific mission because we are just, we just, we have just met. I don't have the information about you yet. It is a process. It's not like I could just open a file and that's it. What I can tell you is not to worry if you are or if you are not doing what you should be doing according to your own perception. From your perspective, with the mental program programming that you naturally have just for being there, you always feel that you should be doing something that is worthwhile or something 
to that will, that, that will make a difference. But your true authentic mission in life is simply the most painful one. So much so that the majority of the people can see it. And it is to live your own life and your experience there. Do what you love and do what makes you vibrate with the emotion. Appreciate those happy moments that you have had or that you have and that you will have. The hard parts will only serve you as the contrast to appreciate the good, the good moments. And they will also serve you to know what it is that you do not desire. Follow what makes you feel good. Follow your interior wisdom. And above all, be happy. So yes, this is our mission. It's so hard for us sometimes to, to accept this. We are always looking with nostalgia for, for some specific task that we, sh- we feel we should be doing. But above all, above all, uh, the mission is to follow our inner happiness. Because in the moment when we feel happy, we are actually tuning in into our proper vibration, into our own high frequency. And this is our mission. Our mission is to be one in resonance with our higher frequency, with, with who we are, to express who we are. The mission of the, of, of the soul is to be, to express to to express who it is to to emit what it is and whenever you are doing what it is that you are that's where the happiness feeling comes up because the soul is recognizing its own essence and its own mission being fulfilled and it becomes happy so whenever you feel happy that's where you are closest to who you are and to your mission it's really that simple <laughs> Now, in some other conversations, in a few months later, I had this question, half true, half, half, half a joke, half, half not a joke. I asked, but do you think we could, we could go up to your ship and maybe participate even in some meeting, like a federation meeting? And what would we have to take with us? And Svaru responds, it's very hard. In truth, the meetings only happen up here. We, it's, and, and the reason why it's difficult is because we don't take the tourists. There's no cosmic tourism here. And the people who, who, who do come up don't go back. And once here, they don't even desire to go back anyway, but they are few. And what do you need? Only irreplaceable things. Here we have everything. The idea that there is not enough of something doesn't exist here. It's only on earth, the concept of that there isn't enough. Here we replicate everything from the part, uh, from the genes, from the new pair of new genes, all, all the way up to whatever come, whatever you want to have. It's like 3D printers, but you can print whatever material, even titanium, aer- aeronautic level. Here it's from Spanish. I'm not sure how to translate that. So I think except for fruit and life food, you can basically replicate everything. They have these replicators machine and you can have anything. And yes, and she said that the people who did come up, few people, it's like they don't want to go back because when you, when you are there in the 5D, your, your genetic memory, your, your, your soul memory gets retrieved and, 
and baby and, and well and you and you see the reality for what it is you wake up basically beyond the beyond the van allen belts you wake you wake up so in a way you don't want to go back to to the 3d existence so that's one of the reasons why it's not really possible to go up there but then one of the people asked this question but Svaru, Alex Collier interacts with Andromedans. Why don't Tigetans allow this kind of contact, direct contact, being taken up and communicating up there? Svaru says, because we cri- criticize what Andromedans did openly. They took Collier a few times. He was there for, for more than a month on one occasion. And later they put him down and he was basically crying and screaming, begging, uh, begging not to be taken back to Earth. This was extremely cruel on Andromedan's part. What happens later, after the person is being taken up here, is that once they go back, they, it's hard for them to integrate back into the human society. And they go and they turn incredibly unhappy and not really adapted anymore. So that's one of the well, that's one of the reasons why she said it's not really possible to go up. Okay, next subject. Few months ago, I asked about cobra. Yes, about cobra because uh, he's someone who claims to have to be in contact with the Pleiadians too, and he shares a lot of important information. It was someone who actually I followed and I still do. So just to con- collaborate the information and. And, and observe what he's doing. So I, I asked about him. And this is this, this is about a response. She responded quite brief on the subject. She says, we have to go with care here. Cobra, for example, he seems to be genuine and positive, but he doesn't seem to have all the information. What he shares sometimes seems to be pretty not up, not updated with what's happening. And the, his proper name, even his name, Cobra, invokes some kind of reptile association. And we, we are suspicious there of that. But, but we observe him, but we cannot discredit him. So it seems they don't have enough information about him to be able to know one way or the other. He seems to be genuine and positive, but they observe him. Now, some people might ask, what is this? I don't understand why, how come they don't know about this other contactee with, who is very well known, especially. Why? Because the Pleiadian is a huge system. There are so many, so many, so many races within the Pleiadian system that some of them, they don't know what the other races are doing and what other races who other races are contacting and what information they are sharing through this other contactee. So this is, this is why. This is why. Okay. So this is, this is it about, about Cobra. I don't have more information about, about this. And now to finish, I want to share with you the conversation that I had with her about some races, some races that are up there in the orbit. It's going to be interesting. And also I asked about the black race on Earth. Where did the black race come from? So first, different races in space. Well, I'm basically going to just talk about a few. The Engen, the Engen Pleiadians. Who are they? The Engen Pleiadians are basically space Vikings. They are the ones who have 
seeded the Vikings. So it's very interesting. I'm now watching the Viking series. It's amazing. I will recommend you to watch that. So I'm interested in the subject. The Elgin Pleiadians are basically our brothers. This is what Varu says. They are our brothers. I talked to Varu about Faroe Islands and about the Scandinavian countries in general. And she says, they like that area. The Engan like that area, as they are the ones who seeded the Vikings. They are the Vikings in many ways. Think of them as space Vikings, Pleiadians from star Electra. They look, they look like us. They are a brother race. Brother race, not a sister race, as they are holographic patriarchal. And we, the Tigetans, are holographic matriarchal. They are Pleiadians as well, but Electrons. They consider us their little sister race, and they are always watching our backs. So then I asked, are Engans helping in the orbit too? And Svaru says, yes, but in small numbers. Tigetans are now 35,000 strong here. That was before. The numbers always rotate. Okay, this is not this number right now, but before, around May and June, they had that, those numbers. Tigetans are now 35,000 strong now here. Emgen, only one or two large scout craft. So yes, Emgen, from how they look, they basically really look like Vikings. They have big beards, big long beards. They are really hairy. They have hair, long hair, and they are really big and, gra- and um, tall. So <laughs> interesting. Also, there is a race called Antarians, and Svaru says, very much like us, even genetically. I want to believe, from what I remember, Rachel, the one who talked to Eisenhower, is half Antarian. They they have black hair, green eyes, and I think lighter skin. But very similar to Tigetans. Then there is also Centauri race, which is basically humans, exactly as humans and exactly as humans will be when in 5D. And why is that? Why are they so similar? Well, why are they so exactly the same as humans on Earth? Because Centauri is made of all the exiled humans from Earth that were rescued from the reptilian abductions that have happened for thousands of years. They are humans, 5D humans. And they are helping a lot now because they know they all have their past and ancestry on earth. So yes, they are basically us. They are basically us. And they are basically what we will be in 5D once we ascend. Interesting too. Okay, to finish off the last question I asked about the black race. I said, by the way, where did the black race come from? And Svaro responds, that's the rarest of the races only found on Earth and in Centauri. Centauri are us. On the contrary, the Nordic races are the most common of the humanoid ones. The black one is the rarest. But I kept asking, okay, but where did it come from? Why do they have black skin? So Svaru says, it's an old Lyran branch, now extinct everywhere else. 
it all comes from higher realms. But in space, there are many more skin colors and variants of the human race. Black is only one more, but the rarest. There are orange ones, copper ones, yellow ones, blue ones, purple ones, red ones, and so on. So yes, all these races, they did not originate on Earth. They were brought, so they brought here, including the black race, it was brought here, did not evolve in Africa. It was brought here as all the other races. But the interesting part is that the, now it only exists on Earth and in Centauri race because it's extinct everywhere else. Interesting, 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 interesting. Well, this is it for now. I'm going to keep doing the videos. I have a lot more videos to come. And I'm hoping our communication can, can get reestablished at some point. But if not, it's going to be okay as well. We appreciate what we have had so far. And I'm very happy to be sharing this with you. Okay. So thank you very much. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.